iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. The thing is, Kate makes some pretty questionable decisions, like, like moving to Atlanta. Whatever, why are we talking about my sister? I don't know. You want to have sex with my sister, don't you? Okay, your sister is attractive. Uh, my twin sister? Which is basically like having sex with me? You remember graduation night? We were nailing Tina Scotto. No, I was actually having the best night of my life with your sister. What? You deflowered my sister? And I know all the details? Hello? Hello, pizza boy. Oh, it's a great mask. Ah, another one. The missing link. That's very nice. Get him! Whoa, 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 whoa. No, dude, just take the pizza. Oh man, what do you want? We gotta duck. We have nothing left to say to each other. Two guys in masks struck me and strapped a bomb to my chest and now I have less than nine hours to rob a bank. You're hysterical. Great joke. What the? Keep your voice down. Is that thing real? And your first thought was to come to a school filled with young children? Breeze. Run into a bank with a bomb and take all the money and then leave and then go back to work. Don't make a big deal out of it, all right? Penny the guns, penny the guns, penny the guns for the bank robbery. Cause if we go in with our plastic guns, then the cops will shoot us in our faces. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Stu Von Ayersdale of Movie Line, and tonight's guest, actor Jesse Eisenberg. How's everyone? Hello. Well, thank you for coming and standing. Yes, thank you very, very much for coming out on a Friday night. This is a great crowd. Fantastic. How are you, Jesse? Yeah, it's like a Saturday night crowd. Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So how have things been? We were just talking a little bit about what you've been up to. What have you been up to? Um, I've been uh, uh, doing publicity for this movie for a while on and off this last week in California, doing publicity for the movie here, doing that. And uh, yeah, just trying to, trying to get the word out because apparently yeah, no one knows about it. <laughs> uh, so we've seen the trailer, but maybe you can walk us through a little bit of what 30 Minutes or Less is actually about. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that was not misleading or anything, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I play pizza delivery guy, he's kind of, he's living a kind of boring life, he uh, hates his job, and then um, he's on the outs with his best friend, who is, he's on Sorry Plays, he's an elementary school teacher, and uh, I'm out on a regular run, I get kidnapped by these small-time criminals, Danny McBride and Nick Swartz, and they strap a bomb to my chest and force me to rob a bank for them in 10 hours, uh, so I go and, like you saw, ask Aziz for help, and then it's really a story about these two kind of regular, lazy guys who are forced to rob a bank and kind of the silly things they have to do in order to accomplish that. Right. So now, I, I talked to Danny McBride about this film, and I heard Rune Fleischer refer to it the same way, but they both described it as sort of a double buddy comedy. Is that the way that you approached it as well when you first got the script, or I guess when you started production on it? Uh, you know, that's kind of a nice way to couch it and like a funny genre, I guess, but um, that's not how I think of it. But I, uh, you know, it, it is really like kind of two separate movies because it's not, um, you know, Danny McBride and Nick Swartz are equally in the movie. So it's kind of, uh, you know, structurally you check in with them, then you come back to us and they have their own kind of storyline and rapport. 
Yeah. Um, and so I guess when they're doing their stuff on their side and you're, do and you're doing your stuff with Aziz, I guess, you know, does that ever get a little, like, do you ever want to know what they're doing on their side? Does that make, would that, would that make your job easier at all? Uh, I mean, uh, not to, you know, at, at the risk of kind of being more, you know, more pretentious than this uh, kind of thing warrants. Um, uh, you know, it's, my character doesn't know what they're doing, so in a way it's better to not know what they're doing and, you know, only meet them when I have to meet them. You know, it's strange because in the movie, my character you know, is going through a real situation and I'm asked as an actor to play, play it realistically so that the movie has, like, a storyline that you could follow and not just play it comedically. And, uh, you know, then I was working with Danny and Nick who are so naturally funny and I'm, you know, supposed to only see them as frightening and the responsible thing to do as an actor is to kind of not think of them as funny personally uh, and that's very difficult you know because they're, they're really really funny guys because I mean, this movie is a dark comedy in a lot of ways it's also, it's also a heist film and I guess you know these genre overlaps I guess how did that come into conversation before you guys started making this movie started developing it uh, yeah, I mean, the, the movie is a I would say you know a, a, you know primarily a comedy and the action stuff of which there's a lot and the heist stuff of which there's a lot comes from uh, you know a comedic place because the comedy is what would these you know, kind of lazy slacker guys do in this insane situation. So all the action stuff we do is supposed to be funny because it comes from like these are just regular guys and it's not supposed to look slick. Right, right. Did you actually wear the bomb vest under your jacket even when you didn't, we didn't when we didn't have to see it? Was that always like a uh, performance enhancing kind of uh, prop that you wore? Yeah, I mean, whenever you're acting in something, you're using your imagination for 95% of it, uh, you know, because there are, you know, lights around you and the other actor is not the person and all that stuff. So it's helpful to have anything physical to make it a little more real. So, you know, in this movie, yes, yeah, so my character's wearing this very tight vest and wearing this very tight thing, you know, allowed me in some small way to feel what that might feel like, you know, where it pinches, where it itches, all this stuff that I'm sure is nowhere in the movie and totally irrelevant. But, you know, during the long days of filming allowed me to kind of keep it real. And so, and you're also working with Aziz, obviously. I mean, I guess how much of your job is just trying not to crack up uh, at his, <laughs> his, his, uh, his, his jokes? Yeah, Aziz is really funny and, uh, you know, doesn't do the same thing twice in a row. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I... You know, it's, it was, it's difficult to not laugh when I am not, like, focused on my job, like, when I'm not thinking about what the scene is for my character. And uh, when I am thinking about what the scene is for my character, then all the stuff he's saying is kind of filtered through that. So if he's, like, making a long speech like that, and I, I'm, you know, in a rush against, you know, this, uh, this clock, um, and he's saying things about going on a picnic or something, then my character would be really irritated by that. So if I'm, like, in, you know, focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, then... I would play that as kind of like being irritated by it. You know, when I'm not focused on it and I'm focusing on like watching Aziz be funny, then yeah, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, and you also reunited with Ruben Fleischer on this film. Um, I guess, how, how complicated is that? I mean, you guys are, were you trying to re-up your, or, like, I, mean, I guess, you know, um, was there like pressure after Zombieland to improve on that? Or did you were just trying to turn a corner and do something totally different? And I guess, how, what kind of shorthand do you develop with a director like that to kind of improve the second time around? Uh, right, yeah, Ruben directed uh, Zombieland. That was his first movie. This was his second movie. And uh, I know for him, after Zombieland, because it was directed so well and it was such a, had such a unique style and a fresh kind of uh, uh, um, uh, voice for, uh, for a director, he got sent every movie that, you know, that was being made at the time, you know, comedies and also dramas. And he liked this the most out of everything he read. And I think what he likes, which is... Which is probably which is what I like too is that he's able to make these movies uh, that are kind of you know very you know interesting. There's an interesting plot. There's you know they're visually arresting. Uh, you know and yet the characters are are all real. Like um, so in this movie I was asked to kind of play a realistic character 
in the context of something that's very big and funny and fast-paced and, you know, and accessible, I guess. You did... You did, a lo- I mean, a lot of your own driving on this film, right? Um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the other, you know, like getting back to what I was saying before about like, you know, one, like the comedy coming out of, like the action kind of coming out of the same place as the comedy comes from, which is like the juxtaposition of these two lazy guys uh, in this action movie uh, uh, made it so that, um, you know, I would do the driving. So a lot of, you know, I guess a lot of times in movies today, they would do it on the computer, but it's, you know, kind of more clumsy looking if the actors are actually sitting there. Like if Vin Diesel actually drove the car in The Fast and the Furious, he probably wouldn't be uh, as famous. Because um, you look just silly, you know, in a car chase if you're an actor um, doing it. So uh, that's what we did for this. I mean, I guess describe the process of actually training to drive these cars because from what I read, you actually had to be kind of reined in a little bit uh, in, yeah, in, the, in yeah. the process. Well, I, we all live in New York, so I don't know, maybe, I don't know how many people drive cars here. We should probably take a poll afterwards, but you know, I never drive. Uh, I ride a bicycle and you're by nature reckless on a bicycle and then they put me in a car and put like stunt drivers around me and put me in a closed road. So I was, you know, not a, uh, doing anything correctly. Uh, or safely, and uh, it was fun though because um, the way they designed all these action sequences are, you know, me and Aziz are in this car, and they surrounded us with stunt drivers who all know to just get out of the way. So we were allowed to do anything we want, and we did. Um, did you do the voice work for real before you made Social Network or after? Uh, oh, during during D- during Social yeah, Network. Yeah, this is an animated uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, I was doing the Social Network, and on the weekends I would do this animated movie, uh, and it was fun because the Social Network is such an intense, you know, character, and uh, uh, and then there was an animated movie, and there are very few intense characters in animated movies because they're for children, and they would leave. You know, right, so I guess. How conscious a decision was it for you to follow something like Social Network with Rio and with this? Um, no, not not conscious at all. I mean. I think people ascribe greater uh, choice to actors than they actually have. Uh, you know, the social network I auditioned for, this movie I had auditioned for a bunch of times. And I don't think, you know, when as an actor you're like the face of something. So I think people generally associate you and think you had a lot more to do with it than you actually did. But the truth is, like, a lot of what you did is the, be the face of it. So, um, you know, uh, I just, you know, want to be involved in good things, uh, whether or not they come out in some kind of consecutive order that's helpful to me uh, is not up to me. You're being asked to be in things, right? Like you're in the Woody Allen, the Woody Allen film coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. did Woody Allen come to you and say, hey, I want you in Bob Cameron or whatever? <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he pounded down my door. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I, yeah, I mean, I get asked to do things, but the truth is most of the stuff that most of the stuff that actors get sent are, are, are two things. Uh, one is that they're not real movies, that they're movies that people want to make, so they try to get actors who have been in other popular things to sign on so that they can maybe get the money, and chances are those things never happen anyway. And then the other thing is that most movies that get made are bad anyway, so you don't want to be in them in the first place. So the things that are good are so rare. Uh, this was such an amazing script. Everybody who read it felt that way, and everybody who read it had to audition for it many times. So even, you know, there are, like, famous people in this movie. Everybody had auditioned for it many times. My first audition was with Aziz, who was already cast, and, you know, I had to read with him to see if our chemistry worked. So if it didn't work, I wouldn't be in it. So it's not like I chose to be in a comedy because I was in a drama last year. Uh, you know, I probably auditioned for something terrible the next day and didn't get into it. That said, I mean, it is a, you are reuniting with Ruben Fleischer, so I guess how important was it to yeah. take a to take a at least work with him again to have that opportunity that factor in as well. 
Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Ruben was directing this movie, but he was also, you know, in a group of people that also had a say in who's in it and, you know, how it looks and, what you know, what it what it's about. And, uh, you know, so this movie was... Um, actually, the, this movie was produced by Ben Stiller's company. You know, I never work with them. So they don't know me. So, you know, I auditioned for them a few times. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ben Stiller's not in it, but, you know, he has a production company that produces stuff. And... Uh, you know, one of the, you know, Ruben Fleischer directing, it was a really appealing thing for me, but it didn't mean that, you know, I would definitely be able to do it. I heard or read that you might be considering working with Noah Baumbach again uh, on a film with Ben Stiller mm-hmm. called While We're Young, I believe. Is that is that true? Is that is that film happening? Is that, um, are you working on yeah, that Yeah, I'm not sure what the status of it is yet, but, uh, you know, it's wonderful. I, you know, I did his movie a few years ago and he's so talented. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then um, I think you're the only director to work with Fred Durst and David Fincher, you know, and Woody <laughs> Allen, all these guys. So, you know, I guess actually, Fred Durst, uh, David Fincher was Fred Durst's mentor. That's how I got into the Social Network. I did a movie that Fred Durst directed. Fred Durst is a, directed a movie I was in, which is like a really very uh, kind of sophisticated, dramatic movie. Uh, and uh, you know, he's from Limp Bizkit, of course. The music is so different from the movie, but uh, David Fincher was the one who took him into directing and taught him everything. Uh, so that's how I got into the social network because, you know, David Fincher was in on the editing room uh, during that movie. Uh, it's so strange. Uh, the movie industry is, uh, you know, it's a lot smaller and that's probably the most emblematic uh, story that I could tell to indicate how small it is. I, I, I never heard that before. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, small world. Okay, um, let's take some questions. Uh, there's a mic we can bring around for you. So Right here in the second row. Okay. Um. Oh, yes, yes, hello. <laughs> um, if you had a chance to, like, do something else besides acting, what would you do? Mm. Uh, I would be a, a bike messenger. I like being alone and riding a bike and moving efficiently. And that job incorporates all those things so well. And I like carrying packages to people's offices. And then as the day goes on, having a lighter load. <laughs> <laughs> Third row, right uh, to your right. Okay. Hello. Um, where did you act? Where did you learn to act? Um, well, I started doing like children's theater when I was about geez, eight or nine years old in my town in New Jersey. And then uh, the only like, well, then I, start, I did like, act, like formal acting training. I went to a school on 48th Street, a performing arts high school here. And we had like two hours of acting a day, and that was like the first formal training I had, and it was really helpful. The school's called PPAS. It's a really great school. If there anybody is anybody looking for a school, that's a really wonderful performing arts school. There's also LaGuardia, of course, that my friend went to, and there's all these great magnet schools around New York City that have like good training because uh, the teachers are professional actors who are not working at the moment and they're teaching. To your left, over here. Oh hi. Yes. Hi Jesse. Hi. Are you on Twitter? Am I on Twitter? Yeah. Are you on Twitter? No. No. Why not? <laughs> Why not? There's someone pretend to be you on Twitter. Oh, there's someone pretending to be me. Yeah, that's them. <laughs> <laughs> what about Facebook? I'm not... Nope. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nope. Just here. <laughs> Second row to your right. Um, good evening, Jesse. Um, I'm John. Big fan. Um, congratulations on your Oscar nomination earlier this year, by the way. Thanks, John. Um, Six months late, but thank you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a two-part question. One, um, was, it, was it difficult to do a transition from doing a, such a serious film like um, Social Network to a very comedic film like um, Thurman and Celeste? Mm-hmm. And also, um, talk about, was there a lot of improvisation in this film as, as well? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of improvisation because... Uh, you know, the script was really great, and uh, it's easy to 
to improvise when you when like the characters are set up really well and like so the dynamic between me and Aziz was very clear in the script. It was that his character is uh, kind of has like healthcare and uh, a steady job, and my character hates my job. So they have like this very very specific dynamic where I kind of like uh, feel a little angry at him. And uh, it was really easy to improv- improvise within that structure. Um, and then, of course, they're, the three other guys working on the movie are all comedians, so they're really great at that. Um, in terms of the difference between like a comedy and drama, I don't think about it too much because my job doesn't really change. Like, you know, so my job is like to do a scene realistically, uh, uh, given the circumstances, um, and if that means the circumstances are dramatic or comedic, that's really for the director to figure out. Um, and, uh, it's important for a movie like this, like if, because it's a comedy to just remember, like if I think of anything funny to say or do, I should not stymie that, uh, but that I should not let that compromise the realism of the scene. Over here again. Hi. Hey. Tomorrow's my birthday and it's just like the greatest birthday present ever. So. Oh, how great. <laughs> but, Sorry, um, we should hold this tomorrow instead. <laughs> Can we all come back? It's fine. Okay. But um, your character seems to have like a really crappy job. So what's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, well, I, I just I did musical theater when I was younger. And so maybe collectively that's a, a bad job. But I never had like, uh, you know, I never had like a job like that, uh, like where, uh, you know, where he really felt like it was like not interesting to him at all. Um, I mean, I interned at a company once and I didn't like it, but I quit because I was interning and you know, it's basically irrelevant uh, uh, if you want to do a job to make a uh, living. Interning is not that job. <laughs> Third row in the center. Hi, Jesse. Uh, my name is Lucy. Um, I think over the past few years, you've played a lot of really good characters, a lot of good roles, like Squid the Whale, Adventureland, and Zombieland. And um, I was just wondering, because there was a recent New York Times article that was classifying all the different types of like male roles in movies these days, and they classified, they pretty much grouped you and like Michael Sarah into like this like, kind of this wimp character. And I noticed that a lot of your characters, they are like, you know, they're very intelligent, but kind of socially awkward at times. And I was wondering if you agree that that's kind of like the character you like like to play, or mm. do you want to like break out of that, or, or do you feel that's inaccurate, or? Well, first of all, thank you for coming um, uh, uh, and bringing that with you. And uh, I don't know. You know, look, I don't read anything about myself. That, that's true. Uh, uh, because I can't control how other, perceive, other people perceive me, how that guy in that, you know, perceives me. And I don't care. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's too much written about movie actors, frankly, so I avoid all of it and focus on, like, doing it, and I like what I do, and I like what I've gotten to do, and, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, you know, that, all that stuff just makes me, um, uh, sad. <laughs> yeah. Second row yeah, center. It's limiting, you know, it's... What's up, Jesse? I'm um, Brian. Hey. Uh, I heard that you were part of a Broadway play, um, can you maybe uh, elaborate on that? Uh, what's what's the play about or stuff stuff like that? Oh oh uh, oh upcoming. Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah. I wrote a play that's going to be at a, a small theater here, uh, and uh, it's uh, well. I would tell you what it's about, but it frankly is about all the things that she just mentioned. So I'm kind of embarrassed to uh, bring it up. <laughs> In the center Thanks. to the back. Hi Jesse. Um, would you ever have any plans to transition into directing or producing? 
Um, maybe. I mean, I would see. I don't know. I don't really know how to direct. Like one of the things that's great about working with somebody like Ruben Fleischer on a movie like this is he has a really good visual sense and a stylistic uh, style and ideas about style that uh, that I lack. Um, and the movies I really like have no visual style, so I don't think in terms in those terms and I don't think I could bring much to directing unless it was like working with actors in a way that maybe only an actor could do because they'd have some special insight into how to do that uh, but yeah I mean you know Ben Stiller uh, I think is such an amazing actor and he produces stuff that uh, like this movie and other stuff that I think he feels like he just wants to shepherd along because he really likes it and he doesn't have an interest in acting it or directing it, but he just really likes it, like with this. And so he's created this wonderful company to produce stuff that he really likes. So I could see, you know, maybe doing something like that. Second row, directly in front of you. Hi, Jesse. Um, first off, just real quick, there's a picture of you in an IU hat, an Indiana University hat. Do you have any connection to the school? This is just really random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Are yeah, you I went there. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And, um, also, this, <laughs> this um, I guess, re- relates back to the Broadway and smaller kind of productions. I've heard you say in interviews that kind of one part of acting that you love so much is like the smaller productions with smaller audiences and stuff like that. Do you have, besides um, the, what you just wrote, um, do you have any other plans to do any small productions here in New York, like act or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, you know, the advantage of doing something small is that there are uh, uh, very different and a lot more enjoyable financial constraints when you do a movie like this, which is expensive, and they have to pay for movie posters and park benches with the faces of the people in it, on it. Uh, you know, all over New York City, is that it? You know, it just requires the actual product to be more accessible. Uh, you know. That doesn't mean it compromises the product, but when you do something that's smaller, like a play, it just has different financial requirements, and therefore the product can be a little more tailored to, you know, what maybe what the people in it would like. Um, that's not to denigrate something that's commercial. It's just a different thing and a little more comfortable, and there's a lot less pressure. Another question in the back in front of you. Over here. Okay. What movie are you most proud of being in? Um, I don't, uh, well, that's, uh, um, I, you know, I'm proud of the movies that I felt good about. I, I don't watch the movies. I haven't seen this movie yet. This is the first time I've seen these clips. I don't watch the movies because the experience of watching it is so different than working on it, you know, so I've had, ex- you know, I've had like days on movie sets where I felt really good about it. Uh, but then, you know, that day could be cut out of the movie and then, you know, all this stuff you did is irrelevant in terms of it playing in a thing. So I don't really have a sense of that, like, you know, like, I got a lot of uh, nice attention and notices for being in the social network, but, like, half the time during the movie I felt like that I was doing terribly, so I don't remember that experience as something that made me feel really good on a day-to-day basis, even though the final product was received well, Uh, whereas, conversely, I felt really great about certain things, and the movie is just trashed by people, so that's why I don't read reviews or articles about myself or even watch the movies, because the experience that I had is just is so inconsistent with the thing that it just makes you feel bad. One of, one of my favorite movies of yours that really no one's ever seen, I think, or, or no one's heard of, is The Living Wake. Do you remember making that? Yeah, I mean, that maybe was like my most fun experience. There's this great movie, it's probably uh, online for free, uh, called, <laughs> no, I mean, I think it really is online for you free. You should watch it, it's really funny, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like the most fun experience and I thought the movie is phenomenal and then it came out for two days somewhere and no one liked it except, you know, 
the three people that saw it and my mother and the people in it. And uh, yeah, so it's just totally inconsistent with the experience. That's why I don't like to watch things. Yeah. Okay, we have time for two more questions. The first of which is a two-part question. Um, hi, I'm Oli. I was wondering if you had any advice for any aspiring actors. And um, hi, I'm Bella. And I just wanted to know why you act and what's your favorite thing about it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess my advice would be, to if, would be that if you wanted to act, that you should try to do it in any capacity, which means, like, if your friend is, like, uh, you know, wants to read a little scene with you at their apartment, you should want to do that. I mean, I don't mean to sound didactic, but I mean, like, that, like, if you really wanted to act, it should be fun to do in any capacity, in any setting, not just in, like, the reason I say this is because I'm in these popular movies, but, like, that is not really what I would, you know, that's not the only place I like to do it, you know, um, and, uh, and a lot of times people who, who only pursue acting to appear in the movies that they really like are really disappointed because in order to get into a movie that you really like, it requires so many other people and so many weird, lucky things to have happen that it's basically almost impossible. Uh, and even the actors that are in the really good things that you like probably don't like that movie anyway because they're embarrassed that they're in it and they don't like the way their face looks from the side. So I don't. Uh, so that's probably. So that that would be my advice. Uh, the reason I like it is because it allows me to express myself in a way that's not you know, in a way that's like a prescribed safe setting. Like I f wake up every morning. I feel like I want to uh, cry. You know, when I wake up in the morning, not, my life's not miserable or anything. I'm not, but I mean, I just feel like a lot of emotional things a lot. Uh, and uh, when you're an actor, you get to do that in a very kind of safe environment and it could be really cathartic in a wonderful way. Um, so uh, that's what I really like about it. And last question all the way to your right over here. Hi, Jesse. My name's Taj. And I was wondering how long did it take to film the movie? This one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess like two and a half months, you know, the typical, that's like a typical shoot, like that's something like 45 days of actual work uh, with time in between, you know, um, you know, prep, prep, preparation and stuff. And, uh, and like, it's long days. It's like 12 to 14 hours every day, very long. All right. Well, that is going to run. It's a logistical it question. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> why not? Well, you know, you got, we got to get them out of here. You got to go see the movie. Now, 30 minutes or less in theaters everywhere, starting this weekend. Mr. Eisenberg, thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you all for coming out. And have a great weekend. Thanks to Apple and, th and to Sony. And, uh, yeah, everyone enjoy. Thanks for coming. <laughs>